What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Totally Biased Podcast, episode nine. I'm your host, Cam Preventure, and with me, as always, is Nick Rogers. Good to be here. Evening, everybody, or morning, whenever you're listening. Exactly. Today's podcast, uh, we got some more great content. We're going to go over, talk about some movies um, that Nick has seen recently that he wants to talk about and share with the world. We're going to talk a little bit about a new bill that was passed in California about allowing college players to be paid uh, for endorsements. And then we'll wrap up the podcast with an NFL recap again of week two. So when we come back, we're going to start with the movies It and Hustlers. We'll be right back. Welcome back, everybody. Nick's here. Um, so Cam and I, we uh, we watch a ton of movies, probably too many. We watch a lot of junk TV, uh, and we have opinions about it. So I just want to share my opinions whether you like it or not. And if you don't agree with me, well, you can suck it and write into us and complain about whatever. Um, so the two movies, there, there may be some spoilers, but you'll get over it. Um, and don't say, like, oh, I was going to go see him. All right, because, you know, it's been in the theaters for a couple weeks now. There's better movies coming down the pipe. But first up is It, part two, letdown of the season. Wow, okay. Uh, not of the year. There was bigger letdowns this year, but of this season. It won, really reintroduced us. It was a great hit, um, very enjoyable, uh, kind of nostalgic. But It, too, was two hours and 50 minutes and probably – 30 minutes too long. The scariest part was one part. The rest of it was kind of foolish. They took a really scary part where this old lady is being creepy and they just CGI'd her into an ogre. And the CGI actually took away what makes like a lot of horror movies scary is that the practical effects make it seem like it's believable. Even if it's demons possessing people, it just feels believable. Hence paranormal activity with its practical effects of just dragging people around uh, on a green screen is more scary than, you know, a CGI horror flick. Um, there's still jump scares and the story is okay. Um, I would say the highlight of this movie, there's some comedic relief in there. And uh, I can't, I can't say too much about it. Like if you haven't seen it yet, I wouldn't even recommend going to see it in theaters. Wait till that comes out, rent it, watch it at night. Maybe adds to the ambiance. I don't know. So that's my fast track is just pretty much it too was an overall letdown. It was okay, but you don't want to go spend your 10 to 12 bucks plus whatever you're going to spend on popcorn and stuff. You know, you might drop $25 at the movies to see this. That's my opinion, um, and I'm allowed to share it. And I unfortunately haven't seen it yet. Uh, Nick uh, was super generous and saw it without <laughs> me. So uh, I don't have an opinion yet on it. But however, on Rotten Tomatoes, it has a whopping score of 62% from the viewers that have watched it. Uh, so it seems like they've been siding with you on this side of it as far as um, popularity and people liking the movie. Um, so we'll see. I'm still going to go see it. Uh, I definitely want to see it. I really like the first one. And um, I think, I don't know, just like the, you know, chapter two kind of hype is like worth to, to, to go see it. I know Nick doesn't like it very much, but we'll see. So it's worth it to see it. All right. It's worth it definitely to see it. Um, but I just I, I'm trying to protect you guys, all of our listeners, our giant audience we have is that save your 30 bucks, go see a different movie, which is a great segue into the movie Hustlers. 
Um, my wife swindled me into going to see this by asking if I'd go see it. And as a husband, I was like, a movie about strippers? Yeah, I can do this. <laughs> um, but it, it, it's kind of like the TV show on Netflix called Glow, The Gorgeous Ladies of Wrestling. There's a lot more to the story. Like you almost zone out the fact that you're in and out of a strip club throughout the movie. It's kind of funny like that because you really start – it's just a really good story, and it's based on a true story. Um, if you guys don't know about the synopsis of this movie, it's getting Oscar buzz for Picture of the Year. Don't know if it's that good, but it's pretty good. And essentially it's about uh, some strippers who are after the recession and nobody's going to their clubs anymore. So they figure out how to get guys there, drug them, and then swipe their credit cards for thousands of dollars. Um, so it looks like they're just really good strippers. And uh, they don't actually do any stripping. It's it's a really awesome movie. Again, based on a true story, factual events. And I recommend that you actually go to the movie theater and see this. Uh, it's it actually has an emotional tug to it. I was sitting there like yeah. I I'm really I, I feel for the characters, which was shocking. And J Lo's in it. And J Lo is phenomenal in it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, once again, Nick and Sabrina uh, did not invite me to this movie, so. Uh, Still haven't seen it, but I'm going tomorrow, I believe. So uh, I'll be able to kind of weigh in on that next week for a little bit. But uh, Hustlers has a 88% on Rotten Tomatoes. But because it's open this week, that's just the critic score. So there's not a um, there's not like a regular viewer's score yet. So the cr uh, critics have it at 88%. So, so far, so good with Hustlers. Uh, and I really like true story movies too. So that's, yeah. it's kind of cool effect that, you know, that this, you know, happened in real life, uh, which is cool. Um, so our next topic to talk about is uh, college players being paid. So for a long time now, um, you know, there have been, there have been multiple debates, you know, with pro analysts and college analysts and the general public and the NCAA about whether or not players should be paid. And recently, the state of California uh, passed a bill to allow athletes at California colleges to hire agents and sign endorsement deals. And so uh, as far as the NCAA is concerned, you know, they're going to have to come back uh, rebutting it because, I mean, even though the state passed a bill, I mean, they just can't put it through if, if it's not an NCAA rule. So I don't know how that's going to shake out, but um, I mean, the, pretty much at the end of NCAA wants to be part of California. They're going to, you can't just go against the right. state's laws. You're going to have to adjust. Yeah. So, you know, the big powerhouse schools like USC, UCLA, Stanford, though, I mean, they potentially could all be affected um, because, you know, who knows what the ramifications will be from the NCAA. Um, but so I guess, Nick, so what's your opinion? Like, should college athletes be paid? And if so, you know, how should that pay structure look like? Or what should that pay structure look like? So I say pay the athletes. But let me explain what I mean by that, because that's important. I don't think that they should play or, sorry, get paid for playing for the school. So like an NFL player plays for a team outside of his endorsement deals, he gets paid. Tom Brady gets paid by the Patriots uh, with his contract. College athletes should not have that, but the schools also shouldn't benefit necessarily off their likeness. Like the athletes should be able to do this as well. So if Nike walks up to a college student and is like, hey, can we pay you $2 million? They should say, absolutely. Um, it doesn't concern the football teams. It's 
the college teams are already paying them with free tuition, state-of-the-art facilities, stuff like that. So I'm uh, I'm actually super pro this this bill, mm-hmm. um, but I do see some negative consequences, which we can dive into. But I'll let you give your opinion first. Yeah. Uh, so you know, in the in the NFL, the NBA, the NHL, you know, in the in the pro major sports, the athletes are individuals. I mean, obviously that's kind of a stupid statement, but it's true. Like they can go out and find endorsements for themselves. They also get paid by their teams. Sorry, if you can hear the dogs in the background, they're going crazy. Uh, My wife and, just got home. <laughs> yeah. And so, um, you know, if you're a college athlete, it, you are owned by the by that school. You know, you uh, have to do all of the – terrible, terrible. It's not good. Um, so, you know, if you are, if you're playing a college sport, you are virtually owned by that school, you know, you, you have to abide by all of their rules, all the regulations, uh, you're not allowed to have an agent, you're not allowed to do any of this stuff. And if you decide to go to a private school and then get an agent yourself, you can, but you're not allowed to go back and play for college after that. So, um, there's a really fine line between what you can do and what you can't do in college. And so... I am for having the athletes be individuals and being able to sell themselves to an Adidas or a Nike or a whatever, you know, vitamin water, Gatorade. Um, but at the same time, we have seen over and over again that giving large amounts of money <laughs> to teenagers does not end well. And so um, that's my biggest, you know, worry or thought about given, you know, 16, 17, 18 year olds, these million dollar endorsement deals to play in college because um, of what they're going to do with it. You know, they, they tend to make bad decisions and, you know, um, just waste it, you know? Um, And so, you know, maybe we start to see as well that if these athletes do start getting paid that, like they won't even like they'll just play college and they'll be like, Oh, well I'm getting X amount of money from Adidas. Like, why do I have to go risk my body in the NFL when I can just live off of this? Now I'm sure, you know, there's going to be some clauses and stipulations with the contracts that they sign with these in- endorsement, uh, you know, companies where you know, like, you're supposed like you're going to have to play a certain amount of years, but if you uh, sell yourself, you sell yourself. Yeah. So like, I, I got to just, I don't care what happens to the NFL in the sense where, we're talking about people trying to make money. Um, a lot of athletes come from rough spots. They come from like humble beginnings. And so them coming out of that, if they, if they choose to want to preserve their bodies, but they get that $10 million contract, something tells me Nike or Adidas will drop them if they don't keep playing sports. Mm-hmm. But uh, so I don't, I think people will still go to play the football, <laughs> the football. <laughs> I think they'll still play their sports. Um, what I'm kind of concerned about is these athletes being taken advantage of. So if they don't get a big name agent who knows how to wheel and deal, Nike could, because think about if you could get somebody who's a senior in high school or a freshman in college and be like, we'll pay you $800,000 a year when if they went big in the NFL, they're getting $10 million a year. But Nike's cashing in to make, so I could see Nike actually probably lobbying for this. Nike's the example. Sorry, Nike. Right. Come to us. We love Oregon. Yeah. Well, but at the same time though, like if you sign a deal in college, when you get signed in the NFL, maybe you can renegotiate 
or maybe it starts over and you have to come up with something else. You know what I mean? Like maybe it's just like a college strict deal where it's like, yeah, the two years that you're in college, this is what you get paid for playing college ball. And then as soon as you go to the NFL, we could talk about uh, a pr- promotion per se, or like a new deal. Yeah. I don't know. know. I just, don't, I, don't, I don't trust when large amounts of money are being thrown around. Mm-hmm. I don't trust big corporations to be honest in this, doing this, but hopefully that it would turn out like that. Like they think smart enough, but okay, when I get drafted, this is what happens. Right. And at the same time too, you're going to have, so, well, I guess just to use Nike again, like Nike is very, you know, they are very much involved with Oregon, Oregon state. Uh, I'm sure some of the other schools in the area and the Pacific Northwest too, but like, you're going to start seeing companies side with schools. So Adidas is like the USC, you know, most popular endorsement deal. Nike's Oregon, uh, Gatorade is UCLA, you know, Adidas is something else. Yeah. Like, so not only are the athletes going to pick schools, but they're going to pick the companies that they want to work with and be endorsed by. Because eventually those companies are just going to stick to a certain school and be like, okay, we'll be the official sponsor or the official endorser of USC, UCLA, Stanford, whatever. Yeah. And so another reason I really like this bill that we kind of haven't talked about yet, and anyone listening, you probably will agree with me on this unless you suck. Um, (laughs) Bottom line is that most college athletes don't go pro. We only know them. But this opens up the door for all of these other college athletes who are performing for the school to maybe get paid on a lesser level. Maybe they get sponsored for 25 grand a year, but still it's allowing people who like in a D2 program who are very popular in their community mm-hmm. to get sponsors and endorsements. And uh, so this actually benefits because the, the, the top 1% are going to their pro sports and they're going to get endorsements regardless. Right. Um, but what about the players that are really good, just not on good the enough? edge? Like yeah. Like on the cusp. Yeah. And like, cause there's that, that girl who's got the Toyota commercial now who played college ball. Yeah. She was the first female to get a, um, a D one football scholarship. They're, they're, um, the, the, the school that she signed with though is not in like the NCAA. It's like a, it's a D one school, but mm-hmm. it's just below the NCAA. I forget what the name is, but it's like a different association. But yeah, so she's, you know, so she signed with, uh, with the school. She's the first female D one, um, college football recruit. And then, uh, sign, you know, and then she's doing what is it? Car commercials for I forget what company. Toyota. Toyota. So yeah, I mean, good for her, which but is so awesome. The, the important thing is here is most likely um, we won't see for a while a female receiver in the NFL. Uh, it's it's not. I mean, it hasn't happened. That's why I say most likely. If it happens, I'm going to look like an idiot. Um, <laughs> but this gives this athlete an opportunity to get an endorsement now. And to get paid. And I think that's okay to do that because this, like, she's famous for this. And so for a college to tell you, nope, I, I think uh, they're, they're taking advantage of young adults. And it's right. not cool. Well, and it's like, what's the first thing that athletes say when they get their big deals or big contracts? It's either their families, you know, that have gotten to the, you know, or their, whoever their, you know, families are, whether it's their parents or guardians or whatever. And so, you know, at that point, even if you are not a superstar athlete that's getting recruited by the NFL, you could still make a little bit of money to help out your family or brother, sister, whatever, you know, or yourself. Yeah. (laughs) Just, you know, just anything to, you know, to help because, you know, that's just the nature of, of um, college sports these days. So um, that's what we had for the first part of the podcast. Um, When we come back, we're going to be recapping the NFL's uh, week two. Um, If you do want to email us or contact us about any opinions, questions, or comments, 
please follow us um, on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Real TV Podcast, and email us at Real TV Podcast at gmail.com. We'll be right back. Woo. All right, welcome back to our last segment of the podcast tonight. Um, we are going to go over the uh, week two NFL schedule real quick, but for the sake of time, we're just going to give you um, my and Nick's uh, overall records of picks so far uh, this this year. Uh, and so the picks are as follows. So Nick's record so far this year is 21-9-1. and uh, and we just we just pick the winner of each game. We don't do the spreads. And mine is twenty ten and one. So Nick has a one game lead. Woo! <laughs> Better believe that. After week two, uh, you know tomorrow's game we record on Sunday night, so we don't have the Monday night's scores, but we picked the same team for tomorrow night, so our records will stay the same. Um, Which is me winning. So I will be winning this week. Yes. Second, so, second week in a row. Well, you didn't win this week. I'm winning by one this week. Yeah, yeah, but the total record. Yeah, I did total, so total. good week one that I could afford to do not so good this week. Yes. So Nick has me by one game. Um, we did say we would recap the Monday night games from last week. Um, if you didn't watch them, it was arguably the best start to Monday night football that the NFL has had. Um, the Saints and Texans game was insane. Uh, there was, I think, three scores in the last like minute and a half, which was awesome. And then we saw the Raiders beat down the Broncos. So that was fun. Uh, so hopefully the Browns will bounce back tomorrow night and um, against the lowly Jets. So we'll see about that. So uh, to our NFL picks for week three, uh, Thursday night football this week is a, a shitty of a game, but Titans at Jaguars. Uh, Titans are one and one. Jaguars are zero and two. Jaguars are at home. Ooh, Titans. Okay, I will go Jacksonville. I think they get their first win at home. Next is the Jets at the Patriots. Uh, the Jets are where are without Sam Darnold now for their the foreseeable future with mono. Up to seven the weeks. These are like real mono. I know. Yeah, seven uh, weeks. So you can't pick the same team as me. I'm picking the Pats. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. Both picking the Pats. Uh, also, didn't know. So I don't know the specifics about mono. But the fact that your lungs can be swollen and that you're not supposed to have any physical contact because that can like kill you, like that's insane. Uh, that because of you know all of that in your lungs and stuff, your lungs become so inflamed that they're like swollen, and if you get hit the wrong way, you can die. So which thoughts, is insane. Thoughts and prayers to uh, Darnold, and uh, we hope you get better back on the field. Absolutely. Uh, the next game is Bengals at Bills. The Bengals are zero two. My Bills are two and zero. If you listen to the first podcast <laughs> a couple weeks ago, I predicted that um, Josh Allen would be great this year and the Bills would have a, a winning record. Uh, and they're so far 2-0. So suck on that. You know what? <laughs> I might be a believer, but the Bengals really suck, so I'm picking the Bills. Uh, Bills for me as well. Next game. Oh, my goodness. D- uh, Dolphins-Cowboys. Cowboys. Boys. So this week, the Patriots were favored by 18 and a half. Over the Dolphins, and they more than covered the spread. They actually more than doubled it. The Cowboys are actually favored by 21 over the Dolphins so far. So wow. Guys, yeah, that's terrible. That's weird. Okay. Uh, next game, Broncos at Packers. Pack. All right, we'll go Pack as well. Wow, these are not good games. Like These are pretty pretty set in stone. Yeah, set, yeah pretty straightforward. Uh, Falcons at Colts. Ooh. 
Oof. Jacoby's been good. Jacoby has been good. Uh, I'm going to go Falcons. Fine. For the sake of this fucking podcast, I'll do Colts. Sheesh. I mean, we can't just be boring, you know? Um, <laughs> Ravens at Chiefs. Chiefs. Yeah, Chiefs. How could you not pick the Chiefs? Wow, this is like a lopsided week. Raiders at Vikings, both one and one. Uh, I'll take Vikes. I'm on the Kirk Cousins bandwagon. Yeah, I know. You've been on his friggin' bandwagon since he went to the Vikings. Uh, Lions at Eagles. Wait, who do you want? Vikings. Yeah. Lions at Eagles. Eagles. You're taking the Eagles? Yeah. I'll take at the Eagles. The Lions are undefeated. They're 1-0-1-1. I'll go Lions. I'll mix this out. I think right. I think Matt Stafford's getting it together. Right. And I don't believe in Carson Wentz at all. Oh, my God. This game's terrible. Panthers at Cardinals. Cardinals get the first win. Yep. Cam Newton looks like trash. <laughs> Flaming hot garbage. Not even hot. No. Um, ooh, Giants at Buccaneers. Ugh. Oh. <laughs> oh, that's awful. Yeah. Uh, I don't. I'm Bucks. I'm gonna go. I think the Giants get their first win next week. I'm gonna go where, Giants. Where is it again? Bucks. Oh, definitely the Bucks. I'll go Giants. All right. That's <laughs> definitely. It's the most common I've ever been in the Bucks. Um, Texans at Chargers should be a good one. Divisional matchup. Um. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I'm gonna say Chargers. Wait. No, they're not in the same division. Whoops. Anyways, Texans Chargers. Uh, what are you gonna say? Chargers. Chargers. I will go. Texans. I just picked them because of the home team. Wow. The 0-2 Steelers at the 2-0 Jimmy G-led 49ers. Ben Roethlisberger most likely out the season because of his fake injury. Um, <laughs> what? No. I'm just kidding. Uh, the 49ers. Jimmy G's my man. You're going Niners? Yeah. Next week? Yeah. All right. What, do you I'm think the Steelers going. are going to win? No, I'm going Niners. Yeah. The Steelers are... Uh, the other half of that flaming hot garbage pile. <laughs> it's not good. Yo, to Steeler Nation, we are going to ride this dumpster fire down the hill all season and hopefully pick up the A top five pick. Air apparent <laughs> to Roethlisberger. Just, hey, you know what? Mason Rudolph looked pretty good today. He didn't look bad. He looked better than Roethlisberger did last week. So Very true. Uh, Steeler, oh no, Saints, who, okay, so if you didn't watch the game today, Drew Brees, Hurt his uh, thumb, the, like the ligament in between his thumb and first finger. He uh, has come out and said that he is worried about the injury. Um, he's concerned about surgery and stuff. Um, so the Saints are at the Seahawks. Saints are one and one. Seahawks are two and zero. With Teddy, no, they, got, they lost yeah. today. I know Saints are no. The Seahawks won today. Oh, sorry, ignore, ignore me. I can't listen. So the Saints lost to the Rams today. So they're one and one. Seahawks are two and zero. No Drew Brees, gotta go Hawks. Yeah, I that's gotta go Hawks. No brainer. Who would have thought the Seahawks be three and zero? All right. Oh man, this is another good one actually. Sunday night football, the first time in like two or three years, I think that Sunday night football is in Cleveland. Rams at Browns. Uh, it's the first time in a decade. They oh, announced there you go. Today. There you go. Uh, Browns versus who? Rams. Over Rams. Okay. Yep. Rams for me too. Listen, there's, there's no shame because we got all season to uh, take gut feelings. but All right, and the Monday night game for next week is Bears at Redskins. Skins get their first win. I mean, the Bears 
barely beat the freaking Broncos today. So let's uh, – I'll say the Bears, though. Wait, you're taking skins? Yeah. Okay. All right, guys. Those are our picks for this week. Uh, the NHL preseason has started today. That's huge for me. I didn't watch any of it, but uh, <laughs> I'm pumped for hockey. I can't wait for this season. Uh, the Bruins signed one of my favorite players that, like today, uh, talking about last minute. Um, he's one of the best. He's one of the best Bruins players. Uh, Charlie McAvoy got signed today, so super amped about the Bruins. Gonna be watching all of those games, so I'm sure I'll have Mitch on my uh, hockey guru every now and then to uh, update us on the hockey situation. Um, and if you have any questions, comments, uh, concerns, oh, yeah. you're not getting away that easy, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. Oh boy. So a couple things. One, MVP according to Cameron over here, MVP candidate Carson Wentz played like an MVP today. He didn't. He is. He is slowly. Ripping himself out of contention one week at a time. Um, it is week two. Keep in mind. He threw one touchdown today for two picks and ran in for a touchdown through like under 300 yards. It is very Carson Wentz-esque. He was in and out of the me- medical tent twice tonight. So, again, Carson Wentz-esque. The other big thing, Cam announced tonight <laughs> that not only is he guaranteeing a win versus the Kansas City Chiefs week 14 with the Pats, he thinks the Patriots – will beat them by at least 15 points. Whoa. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> I know they're going to Gillette, but guaranteeing a 15-point win versus the only other good AFC team? It's bold. What do you have to say about it, Cam? Uh, I stand by my statement. I, uh, I'm truly confident in my New England Patriots that they will beat the Chiefs by 15 or more points. Um, uh, we've already bet 20 bucks on Wentz versus Mahomes, and I'm already going to lose that. <laughs> so we can double or nothing for the uh, Pat, uh, for Chiefs the, game if you want. Um, 15 points spread? Yeah. Oh, I'll, 15 I'll, 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 I'll take that all day. Okay. Wait, so if they win by 15, you win? Yes. Okay. Yeah, I'll still take that. Okay. So, all right. So you heard it here, folks. So we just uh, d- doubled or nothing our MVP bet. Uh, for the Pats and Chiefs week 14. By then, we will have forgotten. So uh, hopefully <laughs> you guys can remind us. Um, and the, so The bet's null and void, though, if like one of our quarterbacks go down. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. if like Brady or Mahomes goes down for the season. Yeah. Hope that doesn't happen. Knock on wood if you're with me. Yeah. Um, hopefully that won't happen. Uh, Mahomes, you know, just gets out of bed and goes for 400. So, you know, that'll, it's be, crazy. that'll be interesting. It's like watching a video game. It really is. Uh, but needless to, to say, it'll be an, inter- an entertaining game. Mahomes will still have the deer in the headlights look versus Belichick and Brady like last year. And right. the pass will win by 15. Yeah, it's uh, week two. You heard it here first. Got a lot of season. Um, and we got some more time. Just can we reflect on the fact that Drew Brees, like it's a, kind of a bummer that you know, this could be his last season, and if he has to get, you know, an eight-week surgery or something like that. Not only is it a bummer, but the fact that he was one play away from the Super Bowl last year, yeah. and now this year, this is how his season has started. It's it's like a double negative, which is really unfortunate. Um, also, I don't know if you've watched the game today, but again, they, oh got, my goodness, they, got, yes. they got rigged again of a call. So what happened was is that um, what Goff completed a pass – the receiver fumbled the ball and returned, and then the Saints lineman that picked it up ran it all the way back for a touchdown. 
However, they whistled the play dead. Oh, cause, no, he fumbled it, but they thought it was a forward pass. That's right. That's yeah. right. That's right. <laughs> so, yeah, so Goff fumbled uh, the ball. The defender picked it up, ran it in for the Saints, but the referees blew the play dead because they thought it was a forward pass. But it was it not. Turns out it was ruled a fumble and recovered by the Saints. However, because they blew it dead, they did not get the return yards or the touchdown. And the guy was wide open for the end zone. Like, nobody was going to stop him. It yeah. Was, it was just, we're pretty much going to open up a weekly segment called, like, the, the solace or the solace for the Saints. Because, man, they are just getting shafted every year, every week. And to add insult to injury, Drew Brees may be done for the season. Yeah, and... Uh, you know, Nick has uh, has said this time time again that if you know if Breeze were to win this year or next year, he would retire immediately after. Um, so the fact that this comes out now, it's like even more of a bummer because maybe this forces him to retire. I mean, you never yeah. know. You never know. And you know, uh, this is. I mean, it was two years in a, in a row. Two years ago with that uh, ridiculous Vikings comeback in the last yeah. minute. It's not been um, well. He, he, in an alternative universe, has three Super Bowl wins. Yeah. Yeah, so we love Drew Brees. Get well soon. Hopefully it's not serious. Um, did you want to talk about Big Ben's at all? Oh, yes. Um, Benjamin Roethlisberger. It's not okay to fake injuries in the NFL. You throw the football. <laughs> okay, guys, hear me clearly, and don't think I'm going over the top because I don't care because I'm not. Ben, get out of here. So – Ben Roethlisberger today just threw the ball, didn't get it, hiked it, threw it, and then just starts holding his elbow. This man has thrown thousands, tens of thousands of footballs. We can all see that the season's going to be a dumpster fire. No one's doubting that. And he's just, he wants out. He well, <laughs> the old AB method, but just don't rape anyone on the way out. Um, just get, oh, I shouldn't make jokes about that. Ooh, he hasn't been convicted yet. He hasn't been convicted yeah. yet. Neither was Roethlisberger, but come on, twice isn't a mistake. Um, so I just uh, – I don't think the injury is as serious because he just threw the football and then immediately gri- like gripped his elbow but then was laughing and shooting the breeze on the sidelines. And I think he just wants to preserve his body because he knows this season's not worth it. Yeah. I mean, like I was saying before, Rudolph was actually decent. I think he threw two touchdowns, um, which is cool. You know, kept him in the game. It was a really close game till the end. Um, yeah, I don't know what – I mean – I don't know. I feel like if the same thing happened to Brady today, halfway through the game, granted, I know the scores were a lot different, Yeah. but you know, if, if that happened to Brady and he, he threw it and he didn't feel something right in, in his elbow, they're, they're not going to make him force two quarters in week two of the season. It's not worth it. It's not worth it. Now, you know, obviously the pass of the Steelers are very are on two separate ends of this season so far. So it's, <laughs> it's very different circumstances, but, um, I, you know, I was telling Nick earlier, I was like, I, I'm sure they just kept him out because, you know, even though he is fine, he was on the sidelines joking, like using his arm, like he was fine. I don't know if it was a little, just like a little like twinge or glitch or whatever it happened in his elbow or in his th- throwing arm. But I'm sure they just, it was precautionary. They were like, hey, you know what? We're playing Seattle. This is week two. You know, Rudolph has been doing fine. If it was a playoff game or the Super Bowl, he would have played. He would have got, he would have got it out. Yeah. I mean, it would have given like a cortisone shot or something and then. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, who knows? So I don't expect Big Ben to be out at all. Um, It's unfortunate for Drew Brees. And, um, oh, also Aaron Donald 
got hurt today. Yeah, his back injury. He had a back injury. But he came back in, right? Or was he out the whole game? I didn't watch the end of the game. Dang. So yeah. there you go, guys. Look it up and let us know. We'll we'll we'll, uh, we'll give you the injury updates next week. But that's all the time we have for it today. Thank you all for listening. If you want to shout us out, questions, comments, concerns, uh, send us anything uh, on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Real TV Podcast, and then feel free to email us at Real TV Podcast at gmail.com. We will see you all next week. Peace out. Happy Mondays. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of the Totally Biased Podcast. Please follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Real TV Podcast. And feel free to email us at Real TV Podcast at gmail.com. We'll talk to you next week. Peace out.